welcome to Authority Issues, a podcast about leadership, management, and an ongoing, unshakable, virulent hatred of homeowners associations. I'm Rachel Perkins, <laughs> aka Pie or Pie Bob. I'm into words, operations, cheese, and whiskey, and of course, leadership. And I'm Kendall Miller. Warning, this podcast contains expletives known to the state of California, but nowhere else, to cause giggles, meeting defects, and or other leadership amusements. Listen at your own risk. Important warning. Today on the show, we're talking with Helen Hutchison on the board of the League of Women Voters of California. Thank you for joining us, Helen. Yeah, oh, thanks welcome. for being My here, pleasure. Helen. Well, so dive right in, Helen. Tell us about how you got to the position you're in uh, on the board of the League of Women Voters. And until recently, you were the interim executive director as well. We want to hear some about that, but... Uh, Back all okay. the way up. So um, I, I have been a League of Women Voters member since I was 18. And actually, um, even before that, my mother was an active League of Women Voters member. And so I grew up with it being part of my DNA, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, my mother gave me a membership for my 18th birthday. That was oh, how awesome. I know. What, yeah. Um, cool. I've also, I've done that for my two kids, although it hasn't stuck with them. Um, so, um, sure. Well, it, it may come or go. Um, but, and then in my adult life, I've moved around the country a lot. Um, and the league has proven to be the, the way that's easy for me to tie into a community. So I've done a variety of different things in a variety of different leagues, but I've done, it is my way of finding people that, that are interested in civic engagement, passionate about civic engagement, and doing the kind of work that I think needs to be done. And then it also teaches me about the community I'm in. So what kinds of places have you moved around to? And, and then, you know, is there local okay. chapters everywhere and it's easy to plug in? Um, there are local chapters everywhere I've lived. There are not local chapters everywhere, but I've lived in Los Angeles, um, in Claremont, California, um, Oakland, where I am now, um, um, south, just south of Portland, so Clackamas County, Oregon, um, Newton, Massachusetts, and um, DeKalb County, Georgia, so suburban Atlanta. Yeah. Major, okay. major differences in places there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, what is, is, are the, you know, is, is a chapter of the, we, the league of women voters, you know, a hundred people and a brick and mortar meeting spot. Is it a, I mean, give us, so, uh, no, talk to me like I'm five. Cause I don't actually know. So, so, so leagues can be all kinds of sizes and in Oakland, we have 300 plus members and, and other places there are 20 members and they're just people who are civically engaged. And the league has two kind of major roles. Um, uh, and has done this from the beginning. The first is educating voters. So, uh, and it started in the as a, an outgrowth of the suffrage movement. The women who um, fought for the right to vote said, okay, we've got the right to vote. We now need to become educated voters. And so that's how it was founded. But also they wanted to be active in the political system. So it's educating voters and that's what we're known for the most, but also then, um, advocating for policy changes. Um, so we say we are political, but not non, but nonpartisan. So we are not, we don't support 
parties or candidates, but we do work for policy changes. Um, and that's the, so that's the work that I've been engaged in most recently and how I met Rachel, but I've also done a lot of the voter service work, the educating voters, which could be telling them about what's going to be on the ballot, the ballot measures, the long list of ballot measures we have in California here, or it could be, um, we candidate forums. So we're known for doing the sure. nonpartisan candidate forums. So now I have, let me ask one question. Go ahead, Rachel. Kendall, yeah. and no, then, okay. So you moved to all these places and then you eventually yeah. became uh, involved in the league there where you, yeah. but you didn't move to those places to be part of the league. You had another, yeah. you have another career. So it, this is true. And I was actually, okay. in this case, I have to say I was a, a following my husband's career for the most part. Um, uh, but happens. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we moved around the country first for his graduate school when we and and then um, but then he was working for a variety in a variety of different places. So and then you took this opportunity to yeah. to yep. get to know the the service organizations in that in those parts of the country. Okay, cool. I yeah. wasn't sure because I yeah. I had known that you had a education that wasn't necessarily a political or no. uh, administrative in nature. Okay. No, I mean, professionally, I've done, um, I was a, an early on computer programmer for when we lived in Massachusetts, um, and then became various kinds of systems and analysis in various mm. other places that I worked. So interesting. Cool, cool. Well, so I want to ask a, a clarifying question. You said mm -hmm. um, you don't support a specific party or a specific um, candidate, but you do support mm -hmm. specific policy changes. Can you give an example of a policy that uh, I mean, are they like by definition nonpartisan policies? Are they always specifically related to uh, you know women and voting, or what? What kinds of things are is um, the so the leagues process is that we we study an issue and then we decide that there are policies that need to be happening uh, around that policy changes. Um, one that I'm working on. At, uh, two that I'm working on right now. One is redistricting. So redistricting is by its very nature, it can be seen as partisan, but we advocate sure. for um, nonpartisan and um, processes around redistricting. And um, uh, so, and, it, and an open process. So sure. essentially the politicians shouldn't draw their own lines. Um, okay. The other one that I'm working on right now is a ballot measure in California that would um, change a, a the way property taxes are calculated um, or for um, for commercial property. So they would be reassessed on a commercial property would be reassessed on a regular basis. And that in and of itself would bring in um, up to $12 billion a year for schools and local services, the things that our property taxes support. So, okay, so you'll yeah. the the legal yeah. go out and research a topic and actually take a stance on that, and then mm -hmm. have education measures to get out the word for this is why it's important to vote for this, et cetera. Right, okay. right. And, and what does it mean to go ahead? Well, as I say, that's usually as part of a coalition. So I'll take the schools and communities first, which is the the changing in the property tax. Um, that is a, a broad coalition of groups in California. The League is just one of the many groups that are working for this. Sure, sure. Yeah. So then what does it look like to be in a leadership role when you were executive director of this and now on the board? Like what is, you know, it's largely 
membership, you know, do you, do you pay, do people pay member dues? And then what does it mean to actually lead in this kind of situation? So people do pay dues. The league is largely a volunteer based organization and most, almost all local chapters are completely volunteer driven. Um, at the state level in California, we have a small staff. Um, I was the president of the board. So for um, five years, so I did that for five years. And, and then as I was retiring from that position, the executive director changed. And that was when I became the interim executive director for several months during the search process. Um, so the leadership is, it's, it's interesting because it is, because we are this volunteer driven organization, it is motivating volunteers, but also then there is kind of a um, dealing with all kinds of internal organizational things that happen in any organization, but they're but they're kind of complicated because of the fact that somebody's a volunteer, and so oh, yeah. how do you how do you how do you fire somebody who's a volunteer? Well, you know we've mm -hmm. done it. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, there's probably so I, I mean I'm gonna give yeah. some background on my asking this question. So I worked for a, a large nonprofit for a long time, and <laughs> the way that that money worked, you know, individual staff were actually responsible for finding the funding for their own salary, right? And so when we had somebody who was, you know, only giving us really one fifth of their time. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, well, do I fire this person? It's not like I get budget back to go hire someone who's going to work full-time. Uh, or do I just accept the fact that they're getting paid for a full-time job? They're only doing one fifth of the time. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious yeah. about those dynamics and how it affects the culture of the rest of the group or, you know, so what, what are the kinds of things that are maybe unique to this, uh, in that? I mean, you, you, you touched on that, but. So, so we, we are largely volunteer driven. And so, um, yep. uh, it, it actually, makes the fundraising somewhat different because we have to, um, people say, I give my time. Why should I give my money? Um, and, oh, but there are costs. Oh, like people don't want to pay their dues. Is that what, well, they'll what pay you're their saying? Dues, but we need money more than that. Oh, and additional so, donations. And it, yeah. We need additional donations to actually be able to keep the, at the state level, we, there are some projects that we do that are pretty costly. Um, the, um, there, the two that I can think of are the Easy Voter Guide, which is a um, it's huge. It, it's a is a big deal, and then um, we work with Maplight on um, Voters Edge California, and so you know those cost money. They yeah, it, yeah. yeah. and and the staff costs money, and it's more than just our dues are going to pay for. Um, right. So there's there's and and when we go out for grant funding. Um, we, they want to know, you know, the, the out, staff hours, well, they, there is volunteer time that is, is actually a value in there too. And, um, grantors are not, are not really, they, they're not, um, prone to give us money just be, because we have these additional volunteer hours that are going into something. So valuing the volunteer time is, is a, can be a problem. Ah, interesting. Uh, like, but it, can you talk it, a bit about that, that process of like, how do you think about the value of volunteer time? Is well, that something you've gone through? We're, we're trying to try to capture it. I mean, that's the first thing is just to try to capture the amount of volunteer time we do. Um, and that, that's the very, very beginning. Um, but it also, I mean, you know, from a funder point of view, it, uh, it, it's not reliable 
people aren't being paid, and so they can just drop off the face of the earth, and it has does people happen. Up and leave town. <laughs> yes, Rachel. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Give, could, do you have an example, Rachel, that you're thinking of right Someone now? Somebody, left town, somebody yeah. just yeah. Uh... yeah. <clears throat> and Rachel was was doing great stuff with us in Oakland, and then she up and left. And I had to leave. Yeah, yeah. It was stuff wasn't happening fast enough. No. Um, <laughs> I what I what I'm really curious about is so you 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 moved to these locations and then uh, what was your very first experience so you were very early on involved right your family was involved how mm -hmm. did you go from being a member to being like an employed person at the league oh, well, how does that I, work that sounds like it would be really complicated so the employed person was just I mean it was kind of happenstance so I mean oh. that I we needed somebody to step in to be the interim executive director during a, a search period. Um, and the person who was leaving had done a, an excellent job with the staff. So the staff, we had a great staff that just needed somebody to kind of keep the wheels moving, mm -hmm. um, you know, sign paychecks, do the payroll, um, resolve, um, some minor disputes and things and but it really was just kind of keeping things moving along um, so you weren't paid to be uh, the president before that that was a volunteer no, role no the oh, president okay. all board members are are, are volunteer are volunteers yeah. okay that so, I wasn't sure how that like yeah. what that looked like going upward how did you uh, how did that process like go going back to then were you uh, were you on any boards prior or president or an officer of the uh, previous I was you were at? Um, I had been on various boards in various locations. I'd never been the president until I came to Oakland. And I was on the board for some time and then became president. Um, my leadership tends to be, if there's a vacuum, I'll fill it. Um, I understand very much. And you're, and, yeah, and I'm, happy, you're I'm so happy. much more organized than I noticed most of the other folks in those meetings being. I was like, well, of course you're in charge. I, I tend to, I mean, I'm happy to be a worker bee and just get, get stuff done but uh, you know if i see a vacuum or something that it, i don't like it that's happening then i will step mm -hmm. up and take and take leadership um so but, you hmm. you you have like this is a complex situation where you're dealing with uh volunteers and we've actually had a couple of other people come on and talk a little bit about that um especially relating to oakland's and oakland's projects um but like do you how do you what sort of problems have you had recently dealing with that sort of thing? Or what sort of issues have you been addressing as, as you're in your recent role of interim director? Um, executive director. Mostly, be, they, be they related to the uh, volunteer status or not, you know, what, what kinds of so, things. So the, the, the major thing is just recruiting people to, so that we can get some work done, getting people up and that, the, the, and, and, I don't have any real ideas. The other thing that's happening in the league is, I mean, we're a, a hundred year old organization now, literally. Um, and, but we were founded on the unpaid work of women. Mm -hmm. And that is not a model that we can keep going with. So yeah, we, yeah. we need to figure out how that's going to change. There just is not people who are willing to throw themselves in. They don't have the, people don't have the time. Um, mm -hmm. So we need to figure out we think the work needs to be done. We really think that the work of getting people civically engaged and educated about what's on their ballot and making policy changes is all stuff that needs to be done. 
but um, and is that going to be solved through raising you know hiring people to go raise funds is that going to be solved through all the grant writing is that a, a huge open question or how do you i mean what are, what are some of the things you even just consider about it even if you don't know the solution so we consider yes grant but we it it, it is a culture change for a lot of us who've been around for a long time, the idea that we might actually pay people to do some of the work that we've done as volunteers is difficult. So there's a, I think there's a culture change that needs to happen before we can actually go about doing, the, oh. getting the money. It's kind of like that idea that, you know, some people want uh, college to be free, you know, they think yeah. it should be free. And then there are some people who are like, well, I had to pay. Why should, you know, is it that same sort of feeling? It is sort of, but it, it is, uh, the, I think that people just, you know, this is the league as they've known it. And so how do they change? And um, I, you know, I, I, I think so that it, it's educating people about what's happening and reminding them that, you know, people of today, the, the young people coming along today don't have that kind of time, don't have, there aren't people that have that kind of time to dedicate to any particular organization. Yeah, I mean, I really noticed yeah. that there were very few younger women in the League of Women Voters of Oakland's meetings, right. the action committee. I think I was one of the youngest people there until right before I left. Um, and yeah, yep. it's people can't get to a meeting. I mean, I'm I'm having the same problem here in in uh, you know Port Townsend, Washington. It's it's all women over sixty, and they don't have a day job, so their meetings are at like three in the afternoon. It's a similar, right? right? right. Yeah, you have to change the environment in order to change the outcome. I think. Yep. So. Um, I'm curious, Helen, and uh, there, there's plenty of bad leaders in a for-profit world with employees, et cetera. Does having an organization, like um, as messy as money is, uh -huh. it's very, very clear when money is the goal, right? And yep. if you're not achieving that goal, you fire the person, you move on, right? Like they, right. In, And in volunteer work, a lot of times the, the goals are messier and harder to measure. And um, I'm curious, like, does that inherently breed opportunity for worse leaders or, ha you know, like, like, have you, have you had experience? I, I, I'm, I'm poking at uh, yeah. the underlying systemic issues. Do you feel like they, that the organization's been able to avoid that? But then I'm also curious about any specifics. Have you, have you ever been a part of a chapter with a just genuinely terrible leader? Uh, yes. It, it, I mean, leadership is leadership and it's good and bad and it doesn't matter whether it's volunteer or not volunteer. And um, sure. I, I will, I, I'm not, I'll, I'll try to anonymize this a little bit. But yeah, we yes. don't need you to name names. <laughs> it's exciting well, unless... when people name names, but we don't need <laughs> that. <laughs> name names. But there was a time um, when there was a leader in one of the leagues that was, um, she, I think she, I think in reality, she had a problem with any other women who were strong women. So that was the real problem. Oh, that can happen, yeah. Uh, and so, um, people were kind of leaving the board by droves and because no, nobody wanted to work with her. Mm -hmm. um, and I decided I was going to stay on and, and meet her head on and essentially drive her out of that, I mean, drove her out of that Arr! leadership position. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, okay. I mean, what kinds of things was she? Can you give some specifics? Was it uh, all you know, toxic, uh, saying people are terrible people, or just micromanagement, or what kinds of things was, were going on that were? I'm trying to remember. It was um, if 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 we didn't do things her way, it was the wrong way. That was yeah. was really the the thing. And the, the only person with good sure. ideas. Yeah, the only person with good yeah. ideas. The only person who knew what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it's you can't, like I said, you can't just like yeah. someone you can't just get fired for that if they're volunteering their time. You have to be much. It's much more. I mean, not political in the in the you know left left wing white wing situation. Mm-hmm. It's more political and diplomacy has to happen. Uh, have you, yeah. do you find that you've become a lot more patient over the years? Because like, like, I, I no. came in and I was immediately like, I no. need to be more patient. <laughs> no? no you seem so patient to me. <laughs> you must have started out really patient. No, no. <laughs> Uh, um, she's just I, been very good at not showing her disgust at how slow you're moving, Rachel. Maybe uh, I think I think Rachel was doing a great job. That was the. <laughs> um, I don't know that I've become more patient. I probably have become a little bit better about controlling myself with my mm-hmm. impatience and, and or showing it as much. Yeah. And knowing what tactics are going to work. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You come into a situation now. I mean, I don't know how often you. Because you were saying earlier that the, the mm-hmm. league works with a gr- with local organizations everywhere, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then the the policies that the league gets behind or the policy changes that the league gets behind mm-hmm. are based on what the locality needs and is interested mm-hmm. in and so forth. Have you uh, developed a set of tactics for engaging with uh, local groups that might be somewhat less organized or less um, diplomatically inclined than the the league? Um. So the league's history is that we generally have stepped in and we've said, here's the way a coalition needs to be organized and here are the rules and here is everything. And um, that actually is culturally pretty insensitive. Mm-hmm. And so we are mm. starting to train ourselves to say we're here and and then step back a bit, which is mm-hmm. very like, difficult. resources that yeah, we might but, have to offer. Yeah, but to step yeah. back and bite our tongues, and it is it is difficult when we think we know the, all the right ways to do things, and we we may know one way that it that works for us, mm-hmm. but there may it may not work in other cultures in particular, or, but or in other communities. So we're learning. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that's just beginning to happen. Are you seeing yeah. any um, any like positive outcomes yet, or is it too soon to say? Um, I think so. I mean, I think on the on the campaigns that we're working on, I think that um, people are 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 learning pretty well. Um, and um, when I talk to people in other local leagues around the state now, and I mention this, they they nod and they say, "Yep, we're we're practicing that too." We're you know, and so, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that everybody is. It just means that it it it's beginning to infiltrate the culture. Sure. Yeah. And like to be well, more specific about that, and then we can move on to yeah. No, to it's okay, Rachel. Like one of the things that we're you know we're kind of uh, talking lighting here is that in at least in Oakland, the the League of Women Voters was primarily a bunch of older white women. Yes. And uh, in Oakland, that you know that seems like especially a little off the mark. Uh, so is is that the kind of uh, sensitivity you're talking about? Like hearing more about the the actual uh, you know the, the actual neighborhood, the actual uh, types of yep. people who live. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if I went in to, to, to help, I mean, I was asked a couple of years ago to help organize a candidate forum in um, a particular neighborhood. And so, you know, I just, I sat down with the leaders from that neighborhood organization and they talked about the kind of questions they wanted to raise. Um, and then they asked me questions about how we run candidate forums. And I, I outlined kind of our rules and we came up with a set of rules for what they wanted to do. And, and mm -hmm. it was one of the best candidate forums I've ever seen that, that um, it was a one where they asked very specific to their neighborhood kinds of questions that were really mm -hmm. good. Um, they yeah, were not awesome. the standard questions to those candidates. That sounds like it, there, there yeah. is progress being made. I'm very glad yeah. to hear it. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Well, so uh, first of all, I mean, how many people are there total in the League of Women Voters, maybe nationally and then in California? Do you know off the top of your head? I, I, no, I don't know numbers. I can't. Okay, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so, well, what I'm curious about is, uh, you know, I imagine it's not small uh, that there's yeah. there's a good number of people, you know, uh, across this and um, serving on the board of this in California and then serving as the interim uh you know, executive director. And I imagine you were part of the search process for the person who came in as the long-term executive director. I was part of the, um, I hired the search, I, I helped hire the search consultant. I was sure. not actually on the search committee. I did interview the, the last few finalists and, and, sure. and kind of did some, some things with them, but that was it so yeah well so so where i'm going with that yeah. is i'm curious you've been involved in this for a yeah. long time what are the kinds of characteristics you were looking for in a person that's going to be in senior leadership in this organization you know any, any anybody uh, could come in and maybe have some small leadership role but this is yeah. the person what separates this senior leader from some of the other folks that are involved in the organization so um in terms of uh, so there i mean there in in our organization, uh, the the two seniors are the the president, who's the president of the board, um, and we're a pretty active board. So it's not just you know come to meetings a couple times a year. We are all active in various kind of volunteer roles, um, and then the executive director, the head of staff, um, and the kinds of things that we look for are. Um, uh, some some vision. I mean, it, clearly they need to be dedicated to the mission of the league. Um, you know, passionate about the what we're doing, um, and um, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what we said we we wanted. We wanted somebody who and we need somebody who's a, who can do fundraising because we need sure. money. Um, um, and we wanted somebody that um, valued the, the, the progress we'd made under the previous executive director. Um, we really had professionalized the staff pretty significantly. Um, what, does, what do you mean by that? So it had been, for, for many years, we had like one or one and a half people in Sacramento, and that was our whole staff. And they, most of what they did was um, provide services to local leagues and lobby in the state legislature but that was those those were kind of the two things that they did and so um over the past you know six eight years we um said 
Okay, there, there's some big things that need to happen. It's not just happening at the local leagues. There's some big projects that need to happen in California. Um, not and and also that then they were the the easy voter guide and and vote what has become voters edge that 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 those were things that that really needed to happen at a state level to serve not just leagues because those are really services those are our services to Californians um, and um, it, so to do that we needed to have a professional staff in Sacramento that was working on these projects around the clock. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like logistics as well as content, like getting this right. all out. Yeah. Right. And and the other piece of it is that, you know, if 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 you have a new board coming in every two years or th three years, then um, and changing direction about where we were going, that that doesn't work for funders. So f mm -hmm. we needed to show funders that we were we had, you know, we were dedicated to the projects and we were going to be ongoing with those. Mm -hmm. They were ongoing projects and, and really big time for us. So, so that's a that's an issue that I, I sort of see happening a fair bit in organizations like the League, mm -hmm. volunteer organizations, like someone comes in and they're all gung ho for a particular thing. And then they leave, they, they bail, they leave town, whatever. And, uh, and then that thing just sits there because no one else is passionate about it. And right. is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Or are you? Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's that kind of a thing. And, and it had been, yes, I mean, because technically our, the boards are elected every two years. And so the board could have a complete changeover. We're trying to work on a system where we say, no, maybe a third of the board should change over every two yeah, years, yeah, but not more sense. than that. Yeah. Um, so we have some continuity of that going on. Mm -hmm. um, but if you had somebody come in new who, who was going to be working on action and, and they were passionate about some other issue that we hadn't been working on, then you know, it could change everything that we were, that happened or yeah, they had at least the amount of effort that was going into that thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you need, and in a lot, I mean, for example, you know, I want to talk too much about specific yeah. politics, but yeah. in the current administration, a lot of people have left, right. And a lot of, uh, I'm talking about the national administration. Yes. A lot of people have left. A lot of expertise is gone. New people are going to come in and you need some continuity. And that's what you're talking about. Professionalizing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah professionalizing yeah. the, the actual employees. Okay. Yeah. And then, so when you're interviewing someone for the executive director role, which is, mm -hmm. you know, like a, a full-time professional role, it sounds mm -hmm. like, um, that, and where do you, where do you get candidates for that kind of role? Like who, uh, who we what find, sort of people apply? <laughs> so there are um, search firms that work with nonprofits. And so we, we okay. had a search firm that worked with nonprofit. We, when we specifically asked for, we wanted somebody that, that specializes in nonprofit executive director mm -hmm. searches um, and they do through their networks and then we advertise through our networks too um, that this role was open um, the, do people tend to move state like do they tend to come to another like for no, we this actually, state or is it something we would we 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 did look at a couple of other states but we were not we didn't have the money to do moving to expenses to relocate somebody so it Mm -hmm. That was it, it. Was somebody who actually lives the person we hired is somebody that lives in Sacramento. It just happened. Oh, that's right. convenient. Yeah. 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 So. Now, uh, did you have any more questions along this line, Kendall? Like uh, the the hiring of uh, the, the the sort of job listing. What sort of characteristics are? 
I mean, I, I guess I'm just curious, like, sure, there's the specifics around, in particular, fundraising, and it needs <laughs> to be somebody who's comes from a nonprofit background. These are these are very specific to your industry. What are the leadership skills that are just generic leadership skills that would span across industries that were the kinds of, you know, like, yeah. you want somebody who's not an asshole. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if you write that down as one of the requirements, but don't you know, what are those kinds of yeah. things? It comes out in the interviews. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, are they are they now in charge of like the careers of the people who are on the staff? Are they going to do yeah. their annual reviews? Are they yep. that kind of yep. stuff? Yep. Yeah, yeah. They're the head of okay. staff, um, and then we, uh, yes. So they they're in charge of all of that. So I mean, there is the logistical kind of stuff like payroll and accounting. So they need to be able to deal with, they need to be able to really deal with the budgets and, and all of that stuff um, and supervising mm-hmm. staff. Um, th- then, so beyond that, um, the no- other nonprofit kinds of skills, um, there is the kind of board management and mm-hmm. technically, technically the, you know, the president does that, but, the executive director really needs to be able to manage the board too, and and, and work when you with say the manage the board, you mean <laughs> uh, is yeah? What does that mean? Just so, just giving them the information they need to stay happy, or uh, no? They need in order to get the decisions made that are appropriate sure. for where the the group is heading, um, and okay. and keeping the and for the League of Women Voters, it's it's keeping the board out of where they shouldn't be. I mean. Sure. Technically, we get. What do you mean by that? So, you know, if if I wanted to go in and start telling our communications manager about what she needed to be doing, that's not my job. Or um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. people with opinions. Those people yeah. are serving as volunteers on the board. Yeah. And one of the talents needed, one of the skills needed, yeah. I think it's both, is yeah. to manage those people and maintain their input without uh, pissing them off so that they no longer wish to volunteer, right? And right. To, to be yeah. a buffer. Right. Yeah. 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 Support the president of the board with actual professional skills in the area of, and, and that's where I saw right. your real strengths, like where you were keeping us on track when people are going off and talking about other things uh, yeah. and getting, you know, getting distracted. <laughs> There's a lot of that. There's a lot uh, of that. So. There's a lot of that everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. People are volunteers well, for a lot of different reasons and you have to ha- like respect yeah. that to some degree. But it takes some sure. particular experience with handling folks to to continue to get them to contribute without taking up too much of your time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Rachel, I have a different line of questioning, but did you have something you wanted to? Okay. So then uh, the next thing I'm curious about is, so we, we primarily talk to people in tech on this podcast. I mean, right. not, not exclusively, we, but that. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, we intentionally try to branch out occasionally, but the, um, you know, I know that it's a significant thing. Every company is spending time, every organization is spending time wondering what are the things that we should work on? You know, what are the, like, like feature wise, cause we're building a thing or, you know, hiring or like, what are the priorities of the organization? I'm curious, like, 
when when my organization's choosing what product to focus on, what feature mm-hmm. to focus on, that's that has very different implications, uh, you know, in the sense of like, mm-hmm. well, maybe we make money off of this feature or maybe we don't, uh, versus your organization actually sits down and says, what are the policies that we're going to lobby people to affect that's going to have a macro impact on mm-hmm. people's lives? How the hell do you come up with what those topics are? So talking about lobbying in specifics, we have what we call our core issues. And the core issues are Mm -hmm. around voting. Um, And we include voting processes. um, Redistricting is included in that. Campaign finance is included in that. Those are the areas where when the league speaks, generally we're listened to. And and we try to be there um, pretty solidly on those issues. And whether it's a bill in the legislature or the implementation of something or lawsuits or whatever. So, you know, those are the core things. Um, Then beyond that, we also, um, we're looking at, um, in, in our voter education kind of work, we said, you know, historically we've educated, educated voters and, and, that's not where we want to be. We want to be say we okay. want to say that, you know, looking at California as a whole, the voting population is older and whiter and richer than the total population. So, what can mm-hmm. we do to um, do outreach to make the voting population actually more representative of of the, of the population mm-hmm. as a whole? Yeah. Yeah. You know, as older, whiter women, that's not necessarily something we do on our own. That's something we do working with other organizations. But we do, that's, that is part of where the Easy Voter Guide has come from, and it's translated into multiple languages. Um, and, it's, and, and we're finding with Voters Edge, the website, that um, we are hitting a, a much younger population, which is, a, so we are reaching some that too. Um, So when we're choosing the issues that we want to work on beyond our core issues, we, we have two ways that we look at that. One is our members tell us what our priorities need to be. So right now, climate change is one where our members are saying we need to be active on climate change. Um, So we are acting, we're doing that. Um, and and it's not just directly climate change because in, in California, I mean that includes water, that includes a lot of a variety mm-hmm. of of natural resources kinds of issues. Um, the other one is housing is the other one our members are telling us that we need to be active on. So we're working there, um, but we we use that same filter that I talked about with our voter education work, where we say, what is it we can do that can impact underserved communities that can help make bring people up in you know in and either help them be more active or help them have a better life in some way or other um so we we talk about our the the filter that we use to to try to suss out what we're going to do and the final piece of it is do we have a volunteer or group of volunteers who are willing to be the core people on that issue because if if we don't have the people there then we aren't going to do it Sure. Yeah, one of the things that the league does uh, is also—I don't know if this is the case in every uh, in every um, league or in every chapter, as Kendall's calling them. I'm not sure if that's what we call them, but yeah. um, is that the 
that that there are city councils and and state councils and stuff to <laughs> to pay attention to to watch um, to find out what is happening and that's one yep. of the ways that the league brings forward information out of you know what the government the local government is doing into the boardroom or or whatever to discuss is this something we need to get involved in uh, is that always been the way like sending observers to city council meetings and subcommittee meetings to find out what is happening is that typically how uh, information uh, gets up into your it has been uh, your it, line? it has been the case for as long as i've been active in the league that there have mm -hmm. been observers and and yeah. that they yes it is both you know what are issues that we need to be active on but also kind of saying to to our public elected officials the public is watching we're paying attention. We're yeah. paying attention, and you know, if you're if you, if you're doing something that is not following the rules in some way, we're going to call you on it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And you've now. Well, oh, go ahead, Kendall. Well, so uh, I, I want to ask a question that we ask all of our guests, which uh -huh. is um, talk about your relationship with authority. How do you feel about having authority over others, and how do you feel when others have authority over you? Um. Well, that, that, that is a difficult question. I mean, I, I have to say that my I am somewhat ornery and I have been known to just be defiant and say, on you, <laughs> I'm not, mm -hmm. not going to follow that. Um, I like information and so I tend to give information. If, if, I, if I go to the doctor and they say, you know, you need to take these pills, it doesn't do me any good. I want to know why and what, you know, why I need to do that and, and what the outcome is going to be. And so because I want to know that information, that's a tend to kind of leader I tend to be too. I'll say, you know, we need to do this because we need to get here. So we talk mm -hmm. about, you know, why something is happening. Um, and it, it works a lot better with me if somebody tells me why I need, sure. they're giving me that direction. So. Uh -huh. Have sure. you had like specific encounters in uh, in your in your time and your service with the league where that hasn't gone well? Uh, you were talking specifically yeah. about uh, the person yeah. that was in charge of the board yeah. for a while, who like nobody's ideas were as good as theirs. Yeah. What what did you just simply stubbornly outlast that person, or did you try to change their approach to authority? I um, stubbornly outlast person, <laughs> <quite> honestly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, it is such a different situation from when you have actual authority, right? You are right. when you're in charge of a, a group. You know, like for instance, the action committee uh, yeah. is a subcommittee in the yeah. Oakland League of Women Voters. The, all the people on it are volunteers. Uh, if you're in charge of that, you don't really have a ton of authority. You just have for force of personality and being organized. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you leverage those things? How do you? How, how, what is the hardest thing about dealing with that? What have you? What, what has been your experience there? I, I think. I mean, the hardest thing for me is always the managing volunteers because they are volunteers. It just it yeah. you know, it's, it can be hurting cats. Um, so it you know trying to provide some motivation to people and make it a not painful event to be there. Um, and yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you want to, you have to appreciate them just for showing up. Oh yeah. And some of them have an attitude of, you have to appreciate me just because I showed up. So <laughs> and that's the two signs of, uh, right. yeah, same right. coin. So, yes. Appreciating people is always, always is a, is a good thing to do. Um, and sometimes a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes a struggle. 
So let's yeah. let's uh, let's uh, we're, I, I can't believe we're already uh, coming up on time a little bit. But um, what besides you know, all the work that you do with the league? What sort of things do you do outside of work? What are what what do you do to relax to have fun? Um, so I I live in downtown Oakland on Lake Merritt, and so I walk around Lake Merritt on a quite regular basis and try to mm-hmm. be there. Um, I am just kind of getting used to actually having a bit more free time and figuring out what to do with it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, but you're going to remain like on the board of the league. I, you're not you're not bailing on the league entirely. I hope. No, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I just I I have pared down to have just kind of two projects instead of five or mm-hmm. ten and, yeah, yeah. and and no um no specific leadership responsibilities so has has oakland and california been your favorite favorite experience with the league or have you had better experiences other places personally Wait, bef- before you oh. answer this this is a loaded question and there is a right answer but go ahead no there's not <laughs> i don't even live in oakland anymore <laughs> you know rachel i'm gonna say oakland is my most recent experience um i will i will tell you a story about being in georgia that that because georgia is kind of not on my favorite list i went to <laughs> i went to one league meeting there and it was my very first one and it was about something about the public schools and it was in somebody's living room and I I showed up I had two children in school at that point and one of the people in the room said oh yes we do need to have good public schools because our help needs some place to send their children yikes and nobody, okay. nobody called her on it and what nobody, year was this this was oh, oh it would have been 19 in the early 1980s so it was oh, it was a while. way later than you would expect though oh my gosh yes okay yes and so i nobody called her on it nobody said anything to me as a new person there that like you know yikes. oh that that was just Susie q don't pay any attention to her yeah <laughs> um and you know i never went to another league meeting i kept my membership up but i did not go to any other league meeting after that um, oh, yeah, gosh. some things you just you don't have the patience for. Oh, no, sucks. no, no. So. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's very interesting because yeah, I did not get that sort of level of impression at <laughs> the Oakland League in the no. last five years. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Interesting. I, I I don't know whether oh, that 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 was right. what it was. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about yeah. uh, being in the league? Has like what 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 is your leadership characteristic that you think has been developed the most? by this experience? Um, I think um, motivating people has has been there. And then, and actually, quite honestly, public speaking, which is not really a leadership skill, but. Oh, uh, it truly mm-hmm. is, yeah. Con- yeah. Conveying your. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you enjoy public speaking? Not particularly, but I do it now comfortably. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You always seemed very comfortable. Cool. Yeah. And uh, do you think yeah. in general, then, being involved in all of this has uh, affected your personal life positively, negatively? Positively. I think quite positively. Yeah. yeah. Do you bring any of the things that you've learned at, you know, from leading the league home to, to work in your interpersonal relationships? I find that like, I have done that a lot with things that I've done at, at work as a leader, as a manager, some of those, some of those processes yeah. work well in doing stuff at home, getting things discussed. I, you know, I'm trying to think. I can't. I, I can't think of anything in in specific. Yeah. But probably, I'm I'm sure because I think it's changed me. So it must have changed 
that too. Yeah, and it's been there your whole life, so it's harder to tell. Yeah, my kids used to laugh about my lead lady clothes because they, you know, if I get dressed up to go to the city hall, you know, it's different than the normal jeans and t-shirts I wore around the house. So they could tell. When I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> League lady clothes. Yeah, All right. I, it's been super cool. One, one thing yeah. I want to ask you uh, before we we finish here, um, where can people find you on the internet? Um, LinkedIn and Twitter. Yeah, okay. And I'll, I, I'll get your Twitter handle from you and put it in the show notes for people. Okay. Appreciate that. If you want. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Kendall, any last yeah. minute questions? No. Thanks so much for being with us. This was, this was, um, <laughs> this was good. This was Educational. No, it's, well, I, I think, there just are some different things like leadership is different in different circumstances and the way that you have to lead in a primarily voluntary led organization or voluntary staffed volunteer staff at my England very power um, is just, just, it's just really different and it's interesting. So um, really appreciate you sharing it. But, uh, Thank you. Thanks.